0: Welcome to Wacom New Life Assembly's Sermon of the Week, where, as always, it's all good news. For more info on how to get involved in our church or to partner with our ministry, please visit us at wacomnewlifeassembly.org. Let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Bienvenido. seas Espíritu Santo. Speak to me, Lord. That is not me, but it's you, Father. We open our our hearts, Lord, our minds, and we say you are welcome in our hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Okay, I'm going to start with a little story. I feel like I did this already. A few years back, um, my family and I were driving through Everson somewhere along along the back there, and... um, there was some construction going on on the road, and you know, he's driving around, listening to music. I, uh, I didn't pay attention that you were supposed to make a stop sign. I just follow the car in front of me, and uh, as he turned, I went and turned. And as I turned, there was a uh, police officer sitting um, right across from the stop sign, and he sticks out his head, and he's like, hey. He was mad. He, he didn't look happy. He's like, there was a stop sign there. I'm like, there was? And I kind of like, pff, I froze there. And of course, my kids and my wife were just laughing, making fun of me. And and, uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't see it. And he's like, big old red flags, and you didn't see it? And I was like, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say with this is that there was flags all over the place. I'm sure there was a dude there with a the flag. be like, slow down. And i probably ignore him, right? Until I saw the cop, and then I was like, ugh, it's too late. Thank God he didn't give me a ticket. He just let it slide. <clears throat> yeah. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that sometimes God is trying to talk to us along the way. Yeah. And we focus on other things. Then we don't, we don't pay attention to the signs that he's throwing in front of us, telling us things, talking to us during whatever we're going through. And I want to talk to you, I want to read to you today Revelations uh, 2. If you find your Bibles, if, if you didn't bring your Bibles, we're going to have it up there. Ooh, yeah. All right, let's read. It says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus, these words are, these are the words from of him who holds the seven stars in his right hands and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles and are not, and you have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name. I have not and have not grown weary, yet I hold this against you. You have you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. If you do not repent, I will I will come to you and remove your land stand from its place. Can you guys? I can't whistle. Oh, maybe let's stop doing that. Pastor Andy's not gonna invite me anymore. Jesus was talking to seven churches. Right, each churches were located in a specific place in the, in in, the, in that part of the world for the church to to keep growing, to advance, and uh, to advance the gospel. And even though it happened like thousands of years ago, each of these churches they had they had some problems that now our churches have that we have nowadays. Right, they had uh, they had issues like we do nowadays. They had uh, problems like we do nowadays. Uh, a church, each of them had um, had these problems sometimes with uh, I don't know people not being happy or who knows, right? Um, in this case, Jesus was talking to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus was a church under the Roman Empire; that it was ruled by them. It was it was it was not a good place to live as as, as Christians. This 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 city they had a um, a temple, a huge temple, and in that temple they had a goddess named did I pronounce that right earlier? Artemis yeah? She was a goddess of uh, many crazy things um, yeah and these people they worship her they, they, they worship her with everything they had they, uh, I, uh, I come from a Catholic family right? Um, I remember my dad, uh, in the, the Day of the Dead, I remember he used to build this, uh, these altars with, um, with food, fruit, anything you can imagine. Because our belief was that our dead grandparents or whoever they were dead will come back and they will eat that. And my mom would spend like a lot of time making this really good food for whoever loved it. So she would come and eat it. Well, the truth is that we did it. We ate it, my brothers and I. We, we ate it. There was nobody coming back and eating them. But the little bit of money that the family had it was poured into building the nice, fancy uh, altar for whoever was coming. These people would do the same thing in, back in the Church of Ephesus. They would give everything they had to worship, to worship her, with everything. It didn't matter if it was a little bit or it was a lot they worship her with whatever they had i'm sure the check came out short. Sure, they still went and worship her this city was, was uh, filled with idolatry and, and a whole bunch of other stuff and the apostle paul went went through when when he moved in there to bring the gospel he went through a lot of a lot of things that we can only imagine right he had a lot of spiritual warfare that going on there but the church of Ephesus became so strong because of this. Because uh, the Bible says in Romans 5.20, because where sin, sin increase, increases, grace increases all the more. Amen. Right? If you see bad stuff going on in Walton County, keep praying. Because grace is going to increase more. Amen. If your family is going through things, keep praying. Because grace is going to increase more. Amen. If, if, you have, if, if in your life you getting into the, a spot where you feel dry in your spirit, keep praying. Grace is going to grow even more. Anybody with me? Amen. Oh, come on. Ephesus was a key place for the, for the first church. So God, God speaks to this church. Um, he he tells them, God is so nice. God is so good. God is such a loving father. If you don't believe that, just look at me. I'm covered with tattoos, and yet, God loved me. And some stores I walked in there, they're staring at me like, is he going to steal something? But yet, God loved me, even that. Amen. So God loves us, regardless of where we're at. And he, he approaches this place with, uh, with such a good news. And he says, I know your deeds. In other words, I know what you're doing. I know what you've been doing. I walk in the middle of the lam- lampstands. Wow, God walks in. You see, the land says it represents a church, right? Anybody with me? Okay, if you didn't know, that represents a church. And you know what represents a church? You. Amen. You are the church. So God walks in the middle of, the land, of you. Amen. I mean, he's walking right now by Uncle, uh, Uncle James. He doesn't even notice it, but God is walking there. God was telling them, I know what you've what you, what you been doing. What Jesus was saying, I walk in the middle of you. What Jesus was telling the church of Ephesus, I know your deeds, he says. Even though you don't see me, even though sometimes we don't feel him, he's there. Even though sometimes we're so down that we don't see the blessings of God right there. We just focus so much on going where we want to get through our own strengths. And we forget who's been pushing us all along the way. God is so amazing that he approached these people with such a compassion. You, you, I know your work. I, I don't, I'm not been ignoring what you've been doing. You have worked hard and your and you, your perseverance. Ephesus was a church that work, 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 and worked tireless. But also Ephesus was a church that persevered. They worked so hard. And when they were so tired and they were like, oh, I'm ready to give up and go sit at McDonald's. God was like, keep going. Oh, they, they got up and they kept going. Because they, they needed it to keep going. Amen. Ephesus was a church that could not toler, tolerate wicked people. Wow. That's what the Bible says. It was a church that fought for the truth. It was a church that fought for holiness. It was a church that fought against immorality. Think about that, immorality. Nowadays it's normal. It was a church that did not allow people to live in sin. Wow. And there's more, verse 3 says, You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and I have and have not grown weary. Wow, they work hard, they keep going, they work hard. (sighs) Nice church. Amen. Right? Sounds like welcome to life. (laughs) But what happened to Ephesus? That Jesus says, Yet I hold this against you. Uh Wow. What was missing in this church when everything that we just read sounded so, sounded so good? Didn't it sound good? You have worked hard. You have done this. You have gone through hardship, and yet you're still standing. Think about somebody telling you all your nice things that you do, and then, but I got this against you. Ooh, you just told me everything nice. Now what? You kind of stand back, right? What was this church missing? You have forsaken the love that you had at first. Wow. You see this, we see that this church lost something that they had. You see, Ephesus became a church expert in pain by what's dry in love. Because of everything that they went through, they became a strong but rootless church. Because when you, go through, when you go through problems, you learn to become strong, right? When you go through hard, hard moments, you learn to become strong. Yes. It, be, it became a church that did everything right, but they did it without love. They became experts in pain, but weak in love. Wow. They did amazing things, but had lost the love That they had a first, which was the main ingredient in the very center of their existence. It was a place where everything worked perfect, but there was no love. And the Apostle Paul reminds us in Ephesians 3.16, he says... 6, 19, I pray that out of the, his glorious riches, he may he may train you with power through his spirit in your inner being so so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you be rooted and established in love, might have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses all understanding, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Wow, the Apostle Paul is saying, you know what? It's not about work. It's not about you getting down and dirty, getting everything done. It's about the love that you do it with. You see, I could spend my life working in a church and be empty on the inside. I can spend every morning getting up at five in the morning and going through my Bible and reading the love of God and yet not show it to the person next to me. And sometimes along the way, we, we, they, they, they lost them. They lost them because they focus so much and, and, and work. They focus so much on, oh, I got to get done. I got to get this done. They focus so much on themselves. Yeah. Everything that I do, it needs to be done with love. Amen. Everything that you do, it needs to be done with love. And not in your own love. Because my love, as a man, it ends. It has an end. It has a beginning, it has an end. But through the love of God. Yeah. Seth, can you can you Can you come? When you fill with the love of God, you know what happens. Yeah, maybe where they can see us. I'm kind of short. <laughs> when you fill with the love of God, you don't do things through work. You do it with love. Yeah. And when you have the love of God, you don't. You don't. Doesn't matter who you get to love. Doesn't matter the color of the skin. You love them because you love the, the, the love of you have the love of God. It doesn't matter if you're short, if you're tall. Okay, you have, if you have bigotes, if you're not. You love them because that's the love of God that surpasses all understanding. That doesn't matter if you speak Spanish, English, Chinese, or whatever. You love them because they're a child of God. Thanks, man. Because when you fill with the love of God, you don't choose who to love. Right? Think about it. In in, in our love, we chose to, I I chose to love my wife, which I was blessed. But that was my choice. But with the love of God, you love everybody around you. You don't go picking and choosing who you're going to love, who looks like you and who doesn't. All along the way, this church forgot forgot that the main ingredient was love. Their job was to bring the gospel out there and preach the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet the church put the gospel so high that them them themselves could not reach it. And yet we do the same thing in church nowadays sometimes. Because we left our first love along along the way. When you fill with the love of God, you love people regardless of who they are, how they look like. And you serve people without expecting anything. Nowadays, I go to work, I have to, I have to get my check in two weeks or whatever. Because if I'm short hours, I'm going after the boss. you expecting something. When you, but when you love with the love of God, you just love regardless of what the, the outcome is. Yeah, come on. Regardless if they say thank you or not. Wow. We serve people without expecting praises from them. We worship God because he is love. See, one of the things that we're forgetting is that as we stand here as leaders or pastors, we're here to preach the gospel of the good news. It's not to come and show up how strong I am, how tall I am, Because Jesus is the star, not me, not us. If if along the way the enemy has put in your heart, you know what? They have to thank you for everything that you do when when you work in a church. That's a lie. No. God will reward you. And God sees everything. He says, I know your deeds. You have persevered. And yet, I hold something against you. Oh, man. Whew. Kind of scary, no? You have forsaken the the love that you had at first. What was happening with Ephesus? This was an active church. It was a church that did many great things. It was was a church that that talked to a lot of people. They would come to, to the kingdom. But there was something in their heart that was not right. They had lost something that they had before. They got busy doing the work and left behind who they were. What does this tell me? That Jesus, more than looking at my work or looking at the end results, he looks at my heart. Because you can spend a whole day in church making it look nice and clean and yet be rotting in the inside. Yeah. But I want to focus on first love. What's love? What's the first love? My first love is Joanna right there. That's it's so, a man. We met in middle school. That's when she asked me out. <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> but that's not the first love. Your first love is when Jesus is number one in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelations 1, 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord. Who is who, who is and who was. And who is to, to come? The Almighty. Jesus is the Alpha. He's the beginning of your life. Jesus is the Omega, the end of your life. What does that mean? It means that everything that I do it starts with Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and through, through my journey in life and the end of my life, it ends with Jesus. Yes. Yes. That is the Alpha. That's the Omega. It's not the things that I do. It's not because I work so hard. It's not because I, I know like, like three verses in the Bible by memory. It's not because I go to Facebook and post something nice and I get like a thousand likes. I don't get that but No, it's because of the love of God. Yes. You know what's going to talk to the people that don't know God? The love that you show for them. It's not how much word you're going to shove in their mouth. It's because of the, your, your life, the, what, what they feel in your spirit. When you fill with the Holy Spirit, you're going to speak life to them. Yeah. And thus, we're going to bring them to Christ. It's going to be like, oh, they have something that I want. They have something that I don't have. And they're gonna want to go after a first love. The Church of Ephesus forgot about the one who called them. Somewhere along the way, they forgot about Jesus. Wow. It's crazy. They focused so much on serving people and doing other things that they forgot about serving the Lord, Lord. Wow. First love means that everything that I start is stars. And it starts, and it starts through and with Jesus. Any relationship, young people, any relationship that you start, you go to Jesus. You say, Jesus, uh, this guy looks, you see, if you're a girl, this guy looks so good, but is he the one? Because you might be focusing on the outside, but you don't know what's in the inside. And two weeks later, when you're all damaged, you're going to be like, God, where were you? Yet God was there. Any businesses that we start, any decisions that we take, we need to go through Jesus. How nice is when you start things with Jesus? How nice is it when you get up in the morning and you say, God, thank you for allowing me to open up my eyes again. I mean, that's when, when Jesus is your first love. That's the beginning of your day. God, thank you because I can open my eyes. I turn around and look at my beautiful for wife. God, thank you for this beautiful wife. Because of his love, she's able to stay with me. <laughs> Amen. Wow. A lot of us, we confuse love with this love, manly love. Oh, I love, I love my wife. If you're young, oh, if I get married, I'm going to feel complete. Because that's what we say when you're, we're young, right? She completes me or he completes me. That's a lie. Jesus completes you. Jesus is, who is the one that completes you. Amen. Because that love ends. The love of man has an end. Yeah. And you see it over and over. If you don't see it, ask for wisdom from the Holy Spirit, and you will see it. It ends. People will love you until they find out who you really are. Then they'll walk with you by a little f- from a little far farther. But the love of God... It's so pure that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. He stays with you. You see, that's the true love. 1 John 4.10, this is love. Not, what, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Ah, he loved me first. He loved me before I even knew he existed. He loved me when I was enjoying my life of sin. He loved me. He loved you even though when you were gossiping behind somebody else, he still loved you. Amen. He loved you when you feel that like you weren't worthy of being loved. He loved you. God the Father loved you. You say, Dan, how can he love me if I' gone through all this? Well, just look at what Jesus did in the cross. Look at what the father did. He allowed his son to go and be punished for our sin. If that's not love, wow. That is true love. He loved us even, or he loved us without even asking us to love him first. He loved you regardless of who you are or the type of person that you are. You, You know yourself. I mean, sometimes I don't even want to love myself. But yet, God loved me. And there's nothing that you could do that he could love you more. Or there's nothing that you could do for him to love you less. Amen. See, this church focused so much on work and forgot that everything was about love. Amen. They forgot that it was the, the love of Christ is, is what glue everything together. Yeah. He's what kept everything together. There's people that think they're doing more work. God is going to love them more. No, God already loves you. God's love doesn't change. You got that? God's love doesn't change. There's there's no one that would love you more than what Jesus loves you. Have you thought that the only reason that you're sitting in this place is because of the love of God? I I want you to think of that. Think about everything that you've gone through. Everything that you have done. And yet, you're sitting in a safe place where you can come and raise your hand and say, God, thank you for who you are because of the love of God. Have you thought that the only reason that you're not dead is because of the love of God? Amen. Think about that. I think, think about that every day. We went through a small, small health issue. I shared with you a few weeks back, I think. And it was scary. You know, it was really scary. But because of the love of God, here I am standing. Amen. Sickness has no power over my body because Christ paid it in the cross. Amen. Have you thought that, that you're not in prison because of the love of God? There's many people out there in prison. Because somebody they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have the, the strength to go and tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. Have you thought that the only reason that you survived the dark moments or the, the trials that you went through is because of the love of God? I want you to listen to this. Jeremiah 31, 3 and 4. I have loved you with everlasting love. I have drawn you with, my, with, with unfailing kindness. Yes. Woo. I have loved you with everlasting love. Wow, He loved me first when I had no clue who He was. He loved me even when I walked out of this place and I started doing something that I shouldn't be doing, yet He loved me. This is first love, when Jesus is first in everything that I do, everything that you do. When we discover that someone loves, loves us unconditionally, that is love and was willing, willing to leave everything behind so I could have love. Young people nowadays, they love their phones. They love it, right? I'm going to pick on the, on the young people. You take their phone away from them, and they think, like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> right? Any, any, any kids that go through that? Yeah? The rest will pray for you. <clears throat> So if I tell you, leave your phone or leave whatever you hold dear, you're going to suffer. But yet, Jesus left his throne for us. <coughs> Jesus left who he was for you. Jesus was talking to the church at Ephesus, basically telling them, you've been working so hard, but you lost your joy. You're still, you're still doing what you've been doing, but you lost the fire of the love that you had for me. You see, it's not, a, it's not enough to, to just do things. It's about doing things with love. Yes. And let me tell you one thing. There is no love without holiness. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my command. Yes. Love is obeying the word of God. When you love somebody here in this world, you put them first. They go first. My wife is first in, in, in my life, but but Christ is first before my wife. Just Christ, my wife, and the kids. It has to, because my kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna leave, right? The young people are like, no, what is he saying that? As the adults, they'll leave. But your wife will stick with you and stay with you, and it's because of the love of God that holds them together. Because if the love love of God is not there, the love of man is going to end. And that's where everything goes apart. This church focused so much about the work that they were doing, and they forgot about Jesus. They left him along the way. It says, consider how long you have fallen and repent. Amen. Wow. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. If you do, if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your landstand from its place. How hard is to live a life without hope. How hard. Imagine living a life without light. Imagine walking in. Well, friend, there's tiny. But imagine walking in downtown Seattle without lights and all those cars going without lights. Dead meat. Because you can't walk in the darkness. Imagine living a life without hope. There's a lot of suicides going on, suicide going on because there's no hope. If they don't have hope, they don't have Jesus. And yet, we're focusing so much on doing other things to bring in the gospel where they need to. Our young people are, are getting lost because we have focused so much on pleasing things or getting so much praises for ourselves that we forget that the people around us need the love of Christ that saved us once. Yeah. Remember how far you have fallen. Yeah. Says the Lord. I feel this in my spirit. There's some people here in this place. I don't want you to raise your hand. I just want you to look deep inside of you. There was something that you had and you lost it along the way. Maybe you started focusing on things that you could see. Maybe you started focusing on on things that you did with your own strength. And you got so busy working that you forgot about the reason that you're serving remember how far you have fallen what does that mean remember where you were before remember the passion that you had that you once once had remember when you didn't care about people approving you you, were, you only care about the approval of god Remember when you used to walk through that place and you didn't care who said hi to you and who didn't. You just came because you were hungry for the word of God. Remember where you have fallen. Remember when you didn't care about what people would think about you when you would raise your hands and thank God for the blessings that he gave you. You see, for me, I came to the church when I was older. Even though sometimes I walked away because I forgot about who called me in the first place. And sometimes for people that are born in, um, in, the, in Christianity, and they, they come to the church since they were so young, but along the way, it became just a habit to go to church. It became just a habit to go and, and sit and listen to somebody sing and somebody preach. And at the end of the service, we'll be gone and just flow with the people out there. And God is saying, remember where you, how far you have fallen. Remember where you used to be. Remember where God rescued you from. Remember how dark moments you have gone through, and yet God still loved you. Remember how free you used to feel to worship God, and how you're ashamed to lift up your hands because you care so much about people next to you, would think. Remember when you, were, when you weren't a doctor, a doctor of the law, you were just a little kid hungry to hear the word of God. Remember when you care more about loving people instead of winning arguments. And somewhere along the way, this church lost, uh, lost what it had. And maybe somebody, somebody here. You might say, you know what? I feel like that church. I feel like the church of Ephesus. Maybe that, maybe the letter was for me. There's a song in Spanish that it says, uh, just in case I forget, Bring me to the cross, just in case he escape from me. Bring me to the cross, where everything started. Remember why you step into the to this place the first the first time. I came to the church for food because I was invited for food, but after I met Christ, I came because of Christ. When I when I looked at the, what He did in the cross at the cross for me, I focused on Him. Remember how far you have fallen, and yet the only thing to do is to repent. Amen. But you can say, Dan, I, I've been coming to church. Repentance is for the people out there. No, 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 no. Christ sent a letter to the church. He was talking to the church. Amen. He wasn't talking to the people out there that doesn't know about God. Anybody, you see, the people outside, they're not the only ones that need repentance. Repentance for anybody that has fallen, that anybody that has walked away from, these, from their first love. Anybody that wants to shine instead of let God shine, that's when he's to repentance. I'm going to ask you to stand up. And you got to help me. you got to stand up. In the morning, we had a lot of older people. They stood up. So you're young. Remember where you have fallen. Consider how you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your landstand from its place. Repentance is the key to turn away from where we were. How do I repent? Repent. It's to make a decision. I'm going to go to Bellingham. I'm going to go through I-5. No, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go around through the, through the guy. That's taking a different route. Going from a different way, way from where you've been going. It's transforming your mind. Do not conform yourself with the things that are happening around you. Remember what God did in the cross for you. Yeah. Remember what Christ did on the cross for you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Please. And I want you to think back where you were. When you had the freedom to worship the Lord without worrying about anything else. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember the place where you were when you first met God. And look towards the cross. Don't focus on the things that are going on in your life. Don't focus on the things that you have gone through. Just focus on what Jesus did in the cross for you. If that's you, I'm going to ask the, uh, the, the, the prayer team to come to the front. If that's you, let me tell you, it takes a brave person to recognize the need Jesus. There was two, two, two guys being crucified with Christ. Both were bad. But yet one of them had the, the strength to say, Jesus, remember me when you sit in paradise. You know what that takes? It takes a lot of strength. And sometimes we allow the lie of the enemy to tell us, like, you know what, I'm okay. That's not me. You know what, I've been doing things all right. Like I talk to God every morning and... And he talks to me, okay, yeah. Yet, yeah. is Jesus the first, that has the first place in your life? You got to turn and look at the cross. I got to ask you, if that's you and you need prayer, come to the front. If that's you and you need to repent from where you've been, where you've been come to the front. You know, don't do it because, oh, Dan is saying, like, we got to go, and we got to go. No, 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 no. You got to do it because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Because the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know what? This is the time that I say enough of what I've been doing. I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm going to let God guide me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the cross and say, Jesus, I need you. I need your presence in my life. Close your eyes. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Father, I thank you for your your precious blood. I thank you for your love. I thank you, God, because you approach us and you remind us and you guide us how to get back to you, Lord. Father, I pray for every person in this place. I pray that the Holy Spirit will talk to them right now, God. Father, I pray for restoration, Lord. I pray for forgiveness. God, I pray that they know that they are more than enough God I pray for the young, those young ladies God that I look are looking so dearly to please people that you are more than enough for them that they don't they don't need to get anybody's approval you have approved them Father I pray for the for elders God that have said maybe along the way I'm done I'm tired I can't keep going anymore in Jesus name I tell you get up and keep going get up and keep going Remember your first love. Remember why you did it. Remember why you came in the first place. It wasn't about you shining. It wasn't about you pleasing people. It was about you coming and surrendering to the presence of the Lord. It's about you bringing the burden that you had and just dropping it at the feet of the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord. Gracias, Señor. Gracias, Espíritu Santo. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because you can bring peace, you can bring forgiveness, you can bring new beginnings, Father. I pray for new beginnings in this, in this morning, this afternoon, Lord. I pray, God, that we remember where we have fallen, Lord, and we get up, we get up in Your strength, God, and we say thank you, Lord. We give You the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, the word um, the prayer team will be here. You are welcome to come. Otherwise, you dismiss. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit us at newlifeassembly.org.